0: section twelve of norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. dot org the world's story volume eight norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles edited by eva march section twelve the story of hakon the good nine thirty four to nine sixty one from the heimskringla the heimskringla is the history of the kings of norway it was written early in the thirteenth century by the icelander snorri Sturlsson. thing is an assembly or public meeting bonders are peasants or farmers the editor kettle gemta a son of earl onund of Sparbo, went eastward across the mountain ridge and with him a great multitude who took all their farm stock and goods with them they cleared the woods and established large farms and settled the country afterwards called Jemtaland. thorir helsing Kettles grandson on account of a murder ran away from jemtland and fled eastward through the forest and settled there many people followed and that country which extends eastward down to the sea-coast was called helsingland and its eastern parts are inhabited by swedes now when hakon Harfager took possession of the whole country many people fled before him both people of drontheim and of numedal districts and thus new settlers came to jumpland and some all the way to helsingland the helsingland people travelled into sweden for their merchandise and thus became altogether subjects of that country the Jemtland people again were in a manner between the two countries and nobody cared about them until hakon entered into friendly intercourse with Jemtland and made friends of the more powerful people then they resorted to him and promised him obedience and payment of taxes and became his subjects for they saw nothing but what was good in him and being of norwegian race they would rather stand under his royal authority than under the king of sweden and he gave them laws and rights to their land all the people of helsingland did the same that is all who were of norwegian race from the other side of the great mountain ridge king hakon was a good christian when he came to norway but as the whole country was heathen with much heathenish sacrifice and as many great people as well as the favor of the common people were to be conciliated he resolved to practice his christianity in private but he kept sundays and the friday fasts and some token of the greatest holy days he made a law that the festival of yule should begin at the same time as christian people held it and that every man under penalty should brew a meal that is a measure of grain of malt into ale and therewith keep the yule holy as long as it lasted before him the beginning of yule or the slaughter night was the night of midwinter and yule was kept for three days thereafter it was his intent as soon as he had set himself fast in the land and had subjected the whole to his power to introduce christianity he went to work first by enticing to christianity the men who were dearest to him and many Out of friendship to him allowed themselves to be baptized and some laid aside sacrifices he dwelt long in the drontheim district for the strength of the country lay there and when he thought that by the support of some powerful people there he could set up christianity he sent a message to england for a bishop and other teachers and when they arrived in norway hakon made it known that he would proclaim christianity over all the land the people of mora and ramsdal referred the matter to the people of drontheim king hakon then had several churches consecrated and put priests into them and when he came to drontheim he summoned the bonders to a thing and invited them to accept christianity they gave an answer to the effect that they would defer the matter until the frost of thing at which there would be men from every district of the drontheim country and then they would give their determination upon this difficult matter sigurd earl of Lade, was one of the greatest men for sacrifices and so had hakon his father been and sigurd always presided on account of the king at all the festivals of sacrifice in the drontheim country it was an old custom that when there was to be sacrifice all the bonders should come to the spot where the temple stood and bring with them all that they required while the festival lasted to this festival all the men brought ale with them and all kinds of cattle as well as horses were slaughtered and all the blood that came from them was called lout, and the vessels in which it was collected were called lout vessels Lout staves were made like sprinkling brushes with which the whole of the altars and the temple walls both outside and inside were sprinkled over and also the people were sprinkled with the blood but the flesh was boiled into savoury meat for those present the fire was in the middle of the floor of the temple and over it hung the kettles and the full goblets were handed across the fire and he who made the feast and was a chief blessed the full goblets and all the meat of the sacrifice at first odin's goblet was emptied for victory and power to his king thereafter niord's and freya's goblets for peace and a good season then it was the custom of many to empty the braga goblet footnote, over which vows were made end of footnote and then the guests emptied a goblet to the memory of departed friends called the remembrance goblet sigurd the earl was an open-handed man who did what was very much celebrated namely he made a great sacrifice festival at Lada, of which he paid all the expenses Cormac Ogmundson sings of it in his ballad of sigurd of cup or platter need has none the guest who seeks the generous one sigurd the generous who can trace his lineage from the giant race for sigurd's hand his bounty is free the guardian of the temple he he loves the gods his liberal hand scatters his sword's gains o'er the land king hakon came to the frost thing at which a vast multitude of people were assembled and when the thing was seated the king spoke to the people and began his speech with saying it was his message and entreaty to the bonders and householding men both great and small and to the whole public in general young and old rich and poor women as well as men that they should all allow themselves to be baptized and should believe in one god and in christ the son of mary and refrain from all sacrifices and heathen gods and should keep holy the seventh day and abstain from work on it and keep a fast on the seventh day as soon as the king had proposed this to the bonders great was the murmur and noise among the crowd they complained that the king wanted to take their labor and their old faith from them and the land could not be cultivated in that way the laboring men and slaves thought that they could not work if they did not get meat and they said it was the character of king hakon and his father and all the family to be generous enough with their money but sparing with their diet asbiorn of House in the gallardal stood up and answered thus to the king's proposal we bonders king hakon when we elected thee to be our king and got back our oodle rights at the thing held in drontheim thought we had got into heaven but now we don't know whether we have really got back our freedom or whether thou wishest to make vassals of us again by this extraordinary proposal that we should abandon the ancient faith which our fathers and forefathers have held from the oldest times in the times when the dead were burnt as well as since that they are laid under mounds and which although they were braver than the people of our days has served us as a faith to the present time we have also held thee so dear that we have allowed thee to rule and give law and right to all the country and even now we bonders will unanimously hold by the law which thou givest us here in the frost a thing and to which we have also given our assent and we will follow thee and have thee for our king as long as there is a living man among us bonders here in this thing assembled but thou king must use some moderation towards us and only require from us such things as we can obey thee in and as are not impossible for us if however thou wilt take up this matter with a high hand and wilt try thy power and strength against us we bonders have resolved among ourselves to part with thee and to take to ourselves some other chief who will so conduct himself towards us that we can freely and safely enjoy that faith that suits our own inclinations now king thou must choose one or other of these conditions before the thing is ended the bonders gave loud applause to this speech and said it expressed their will and that they would stand or fall by what had been spoken when silence was again restored earl sigurd said it is king hakon's will to give way to you the bonders and never to separate himself from your friendship the bonders replied that it was their desire that the king should offer a sacrifice for peace and a good year as his father was wont to do and thereupon the noise and tumult ceased and the thing was concluded earl sigurd spoke to the king afterwards and advised him not to refuse altogether to do as the people desired saying there was nothing else for it but to give way to the will of the bonders for it is as thou hast heard thyself the will and earnest desire of the head people as well as of the multitude hereafter we may find a good way to manage it and in this resolution the king and earl agreed the harvest thereafter towards the winter season there was a festival of sacrifice at lotta and the king came to it it had always been his custom before when he was present at a place where there was sacrifice to take his meals in a little house by himself or with some few of his men but the bonders grumbled that he did not seat himself on his throne at these the most joyous of the meetings of the people the earl said that the king should do so this time the king accordingly sat upon his throne now when the first goblet was filled earl sigurd spoke some words over it blessed it in odin's name and drank to the king out of the horn and the king then took it and made the sign of the cross over it then said Kara of gritting what does the king mean by doing so will he not sacrifice earl sigurd replies the king is doing what all of you do who trust to your power and strength he is blessing the full goblet in the name of thor by making the sign of his hammer over it before he drinks it on this there was quietness for the evening the next day when the people sat down to table the bonders pressed the king strongly to eat of horseflesh the special sign of devotion to odin End of footnote. and as he would on no account do so they wanted him to drink of the soup and as he would not do this they insisted he should at least taste the gravy and on his refusal they were going to lay hands on him earl sigurd came and made peace among them by asking the king to hold his mouth over the handle of the cattle upon which the fat smoke of the boiled horse-flesh had settled itself and the king first laid a linen cloth over the handle and then gaped over it and returned to the throne but neither party was satisfied with this the winter thereafter the king prepared a yule-feast in mora and eight chiefs resolved with each other to meet at it four of them were from without the dromtheim district namely Kara of Gritting, asbjorn of middlehouse thorberg of varnese and orm from lyra and from the dromtheim district blotalf of alvis Hug, narfa of Staff in virdal throndhaka from egge and thora geg from husabo in inderen these eight men bound themselves the four first to root out christianity in norway and the four others to oblige the king to offer sacrifice to the gods the four first went in four ships southwards to mora and killed three priests and burnt three churches and then they returned now when king hakon and earl sigurd came to mora with their court the bonders assembled in great numbers and immediately on the first day of the feast the bonders insisted hard with the king that he should offer a sacrifice and threatened him with violence if he refused earl sigurd tried to make peace between them and brought it so far that the king took some bits of horse-liver and emptied all the goblets the bonders filled for him but as soon as the feast was over the king and the earl returned to Lade. the king was very ill-pleased and made himself ready to leave drontheim forthwith with all his people saying that the next time he came to drontheim he would come with such strength of men and arms that he would repay the bonders for their enmity towards him earl sigurd entreated the king not to take it amiss of the bonders adding that it was not wise to threaten them or to make war upon the people within the country and especially in the drontheim district where the strength of the land lay but the king was so enraged that he would not listen to a word from anybody he went out from drontheim and proceeded south to mora where he remained the rest of the winter and on to the spring season and when summer came he assembled men and the report was that he intended with his army to attack the drontheim people war arose however and instead of king hakon's attacking the people of drontheim he was glad of their help to defend his kingdom peace therefore was made and the enemy was driven from the land hakon ruled for many years and won the hearts of his subjects at length their enemies came upon them again and the king was sorely wounded when king hakon came out to his ship he had his wound bound up but the blood ran from it so much and so constantly that it could not be stopped and when the day was drawing to an end his strength began to leave him then he told his men that he wanted to go northwards to his house at Alrasstad. but when he came north as far as hakon's hill they put in towards the land for by this time the king was almost lifeless then he called his friends around him and told them what he wished to be done with regard to his kingdom he had only one child a daughter called thora and had no son now he told them to send a message to eric's sons that they should be kings over the country but asked them to hold his friends in respect and honor and if fate added he should prolong my life i will at any rate leave the country and go to a christian land and do penance for what i have done against god but should i die in heathen land give me any burial you think fit shortly afterwards hakon expired at the little hill on the shore-side at which he was born so great was the sorrow over hakon's death that he was lamented both by friends and enemies and they said that never again would norway see such a king his friends removed his body to Seeheim in north hordaland and made a great mound in which they laid the king in full armor and in his best clothes but with no other goods they spoke over his grave as heathen people are used to do and wished him in valhalla ivind skaldespiller composed a poem on the death of king hakon and on how well he was received in valhalla the poem is called hakon Armal in odin's hall an empty place stands for a king of ingva's race. go my valkyries odin said go forth my angels of the dead gondol and skogel to the plain drenched with the battle's bloody rain and to the dying hakon till here in valhalla he shall dwell at stord so late a lonely shore was heard the battle's wild uproar the lightning of the flashing sword burned fiercely at the shore of stord from levelled halberd and spearhead life-blood was dropping fast and red and the keen arrows biting sleet upon the shore at stored fast beat upon the thundering cloud of shield flashed bright the sword storm o'er the field and on the plate mail rattled loud the arrow showers rushing cloud in odin's tempest weather there swift whistling through the angry air and the spear torrent swept away ranks of brave men from light of day with battered shield and blood smeared sword sits one beside the shore at stord with armor crushed and gashed sits he a grim and ghastly sight to see and round about in sorrow stand the wars of his gallant band because the king of durglin's race in odin's hall must fill a place then up spake Gondel, standing near resting upon her long ash spear hakon the god's cause prospers well and thou in odin's halls shalt dwell the king beside the shore of stord the speech of the valkyrie herd who sat there on her coal-black steed with shield on arm and helm on head thoughtful said hakon tell me why ruler of battles victory is so dealt out on stord's red plain have we not well deserved to gain and is it not as well dealt out said gondal hearest thou not the shout the field is cleared the foemen run the day is ours the battle won then skogel said my coal-black steed home to the gods i now must speed to their green home to tell the tiding that hakon's self is hither riding to hermod and to braga then said odin "Hear the first of men brave hakon comes the norseman's king go forth my welcome to him bring fresh from the battlefield came in dripping with blood the norseman's king methinks said he great odin's will is harsh and bodes me further ill thy son from off the field to-day from victory to snatch away but odin said be thine the joy valhalla gives my own brave boy and braga said eight brothers here welcome thee to Valhalla's cheer to drain the cup or fights repeat where hakon eric's earls beat quoth the stout king and shall my gear helm sword and mail coat axe and spear be still at hand tis good to hold fast by our trusty friends of old well was it seen that hakon still had saved the temples from all ill footnote. although a christian hakon spared the heathen temples End of footnote for the whole council of the gods welcome the king to their abodes happy the day when men are born like hakon who all base things scorn win from the brave and honored name and die amidst an endless fame sooner shall fenri's wolf devour the race of man from shore to shore than such a grace to kingly crown as gallant hakon want renown life land friends riches all will fly and we in slavery shall sigh but hakon in the blessed abodes forever lives with the bright gods end of section 12 this recording is in the public domain